We're back with another episode of the Idea Podcast, Joe Ross, Joe Rostowski, here just after midnight on now a Friday morning following another embarrassing Jet game on primetime television. I mean, it's not as bad as what we saw at the Ghost game and the butt fumble, but the Jets do have the tendency to go out to primetime, Trevor, and embarrass themselves like they did today. And we talked about it just a few seconds ago before we came on the air, was today came at the hands of the New York Jets. So we'll break it all down in just a second. Trevor, how you doing, man? What's going on with you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And, uh, you know, the Jets gave up almost 45 points to, to the Carson Wentz Colts. And by the way, the Jets were up. Uh, I believe the Jets were up in this game. They were up 7-0. Seven seven. They were up 7 nothing in the first. At the end of the first quarter, it was 7-7. Seven, seven, so this was a competitive game. No, and I, and I think Jet fans started the game because, you know, all the hype was Mike White coming into the game. We'll see what Mike White can do in his second career start. That was quickly squashed because he gets injured. But um, the, the second drive of the game for the Jets, they come back and tie the game on a Mike White drive uh, touchdown or, excuse me, uh, a touchdown drive led by Mike White. And it almost felt all right. Mike White's ready to go, but he gets his wrist injured, and there were points in the game where you're wondering if he was able to come back or not, but he, he evidently did not get, was, was, excuse me, was not able to get back in the game, and Josh Johnson was called upon. And, I mean, to me, that is where the game started to go downhill. And it's not on Josh Johnson. It's not on Mike White. Like I said, it's on the defense, which we'll get into in a second. But for me, Trevor, that's where the game went downhill, and you're right. There was some optimism because the game was tied pretty much at the end of the first quarter. It was. Now, in my opinion, even if White stayed in it, I still don't think the outcome would have been different. No, absolutely not. Because when you put up, when you me, when you give up forty five points to a Carson Wentz led offense, and this is what I was told by Jet fans was the fact that if Mike White was in this game, it'd be closer. Trevor, that's a disgrace. That's not true at all. No. Now this guy Jossie did throw three touchdowns, but a lot of them did come in. You know, when the game was already decided. I mean, at my point. I mean, the game was really decided right here with, you know, six minutes to go in the third quarter. The Jets were down 42 to 10. And, and, and they're punching the ball away. Yes. I, that, that was a joke. It, it's a joke. And, I mean, what's even bit, what's, what's even worse is the fact that this is now the second time in three weeks that the Jets have given up 45-plus points and with a backup quarterback and with a third-string quarterback. For the defense to crumble and fold like this is nothing short of an embarrassment to the entire organization. Because the defense came into the year as the strong suit of this team. John Franklin Myers played so well earlier in the year that he got an extension. By the way, where has this guy been? Where has John Franklin Myers been? We spent the first four weeks of the season praising John Franklin Myers and how great he played. He gets paid, and now he's nowhere to be seen. I know he came out with an injury for a while in the game, but he has done nothing since getting that contract. Nothing. I agree. Seems like the, the money's gone to his head. No, it absolutely has. And for the defense to be the strong suit, they cannot under any circumstance be this bad. They couldn't stop anyone. The Colts' first four drives were touchdowns. They didn't yeah. stop them once in the first half. Not once. What a disgrace. And this supposed to be the strong suit? This defense should be embarrassed. Oldbridge's unit, unit gave a big fat middle finger to the offense tonight. Not to mention they couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor all night. Now, I know it's become common because the guy almost ran for 200 yards and he does it on a weekly basis now. But now he can't be contained. For the, off- for the defense to do this with a second and third string quarterback in the game for the Jets is an embarrassment. 
Mm-hmm. And the Colts' offense is not that good. And they were missing some guys in the receiving court tonight, which tops even all. Yep. And, you know, Carson Wentz is not that good. Kind of kind of made the Jets look like a college football <laughs> Which has happened a lot this year. I mean, a- ask any Jet fan. It's not just this year. This is years of embarrassment. Years. And it is. And, and I'll tell you what, dude, Joe. You're talking about not playing well. Uh, you know, prime time in the The Jets, you know, have two wins at home. You know, they haven't played well all, all over the place. Mm. But especially on the road this season, they have been awful. They have been awful. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. And we knew it was going to be an inconsistent team. We knew that at the beginning of the year with the amount of young talent they had. But I, I can't get over this defense, man. It's this is the strong suit of the team. This is what's supposed to in in times of trouble, the defense was to carry them on their back. But I, I mean, you, you see the amount of blown coverages in this game. Whether it was Marcus May, who by the way, it's coming out now that he has a bad Achilles injury and is probably done for the year, which sucks. And that's a brutal loss for them. So I mean, the speedy recovery of him. But whether it was May, Michael Carter the second, Brandon Eccles, Bryce Hall, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who it was. Carson Wentz would torch this defense every point of the game. Yeah. And I thought the, the cap of the night was when Taylor scored on 78 yards on one play yes. to make it 20. And that was the cap of the night. Yes. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. And that, 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 that was a one-play drive, Trevor. The Jets had just punted away the ball. And it's the point of the game where, like, why are you punting? I know it's only the third quarter. You're down a few scores. That is not the time to punt. On, on fourth and five. Maybe you actually try and go for a little bit. Your offense playing well. But, I mean, that you're absolutely right. That capped off the night was Jonathan Taylor on a run for that front the touchdown. And usually, when you have a good run game, the quarterback usually takes some time off. It's not like Wentz played a bad game at all. And and I know you like to knock him, and a lot of people do. Maybe I'm a, Car- a Carson Wentz apologist. Who knows? But, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. Only three interceptions in nine games, I don't think Carson Wentz has been the guy to blame for India, Indianapolis' struggles. I really don't. I think some of it is not his fault. I do agree with you I, partially, Joe. I think some of it is not his fault. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think the way he gives the ball up in spots is questionable. I agree I, with you. I think there are times when Car- – like like last week, for example, when Carson Wentz throws an interception in overtime on the one-yard line, I agree. The timely interceptions don't make Carson Wentz look bad. But if you look at the stats on paper – the guy has played a very good year. And with Jonathan Taylor, who we know is a very good running back, Naeem Hines has flashes. He's, you know, sometimes good. And Michael Pitton now establishing himself as the number one receiver. Carson Wentz has the weapons. And I think he's proved uh, he's, he's proved to use them very well this year. But the defense has been shaky. You saw it tonight. Now, you call him garbage time points. But the Colts give up 30 points to this Jet offense on their third-string quarterback. is not a good show. They are lucky that they're playing the New York Jets, who... You know, the defense is able to give up 45 points. That's why the Colts won tonight. Yes. Joe, I don't know if you saw the box score, but how many, how many yards of offense did the Jets defense gave up tonight? I know it was bad. I think I saw a tweet on this. It's somewhere around 500, right? It was 532. Wow. I and mean, the Jets probably put up 486. Wow. See, I, I don't think the Jets offense played that bad, man. They really didn't. I mean, for a guy like Josh Johnson, Trevor, who is you know, a journeyman quarterback on practice squad, since the beginning of the year, for him to come in and step or to step up and play this well, he threw for three touchdowns, three hundred seventeen yards in only three quarters. Uh, he's not the blame side. I think he actually played very well. I agree. And you talking about inconsistency of the team. 
maybe next week will be the offense that will be the problem and the defense will play well. I mean, you're talking about tough. You're, you're probably right, Trevor. But in all seriousness, playing Buffalo last week, that, that is a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, the Jets, I mean, the Buffalo should win by at least 17 points. At, l- at least, Trevor. Like, I, I am very interested. When we, when we do our show on Monday or Tuesday, I am very interested to see what that Buffalo line is, Trevor. Well, there was no respect for the Jets tonight. The Colts were a ten and a half point favorite. And, I saw, and, and they almost, covered. They covered handily. Yeah, well, almost the Jets almost got the garbage time covered. Yeah. Back to a, if you if you uh, if you had some money on that game, I'm sure you were sweating a little bit. I'm sure, but you know, really, if you think about it, Joe, I mean, the Colts handled covered pretty well. No, they, they absolutely did. They absolutely did, man. And I, I don't want to go the entire time ripping them. I think there were definitely some good signs, Trevor. I think Elijah Moore had a very good night with Josh Johnson at quarterback. He had two touchdowns, 84 yards on seven receptions. I think the rookie had a very good night, and he's establishing himself as a pretty good receiver and a good weapon for whichever quarterback's there. I think Cole didn't have a bad night either. No, he didn't. He had some good catches. So, you know, definitely, you know, about that. You know, Moore led led in reception more than any other, both teams, because the most of the Colts was Pittman Jr., we had 64, so mm, right, and and Cole was second because Pittman he had 66, so right, those two guys did play well. No, Johnson, Johnson, and, and for for every Jet quarterback that has played the last two weeks, so Wilson, excuse me, White and and Johnson, they've done they've done a very good job of spreading the ball around the passing game. But I mean, it's 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 nitpicky. Yes, I understand that. I would have liked the Jets on their second and, thir- and third string quarterbacks to. Establish a run game a little more. I mean, Michael Carter only having thirteen rushing attempts, and not that's like he did bad. He had forty nine yards, not not terrible. But I would have liked for them to establish a running game a little bit. Do you agree with me there? Especially with the quarterback circumstances. Well, I was just going to mention this too, Joe. They got outrushed tonight, two sixty to eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they could not run the ball side at all, which did not help. They only got eighty eight yards of rushing offense. Well, I, I don't say Indianapolis. Not that they outrushed them, but they also try a little more. They 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 rush nine more times than the Jets. Well, if you think about it, they had four hundred eighty-six yards of offense to Jets, and only eighty-eight came from rushing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's when your second and third string quarterbacks, which is very yeah. impressive. And I'll touch on 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 Mike Lafour in a sec because I think he's made some tremendous strides. But taking a little bit of pressure off of those lower tier quarterbacks and running the ball a little more. Is probably something I would have done differently, but again, I'm nitpicking in a game where you know the, the game is out of reach early, and they did end up putting up 30 points, so the offense was not the issue. But that was one of the things I would nitpick, Trevor. Do you agree with me there? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I wanted I wanted to mention Mike LaFleur. Like I said, I wanted to bring him up because this is the second week in a row that he is, and I don't know if it has any connection or not, but Mike LaFleur is now sitting up in the booth doing his offense coordinator duties. And he's doing very well. He's been extremely impressive with these quarterbacks. And if you're a Jet fan waiting anxiously for Zach Wilson to come back, I would be very excited to see what Mike LaFleur can do with his new and improved offensive uh, uh, you know, play with over the last two weeks. Very excited to see what he can do with, with Zach Wilson when he comes back, whether it's against Buffalo next week, because they do have the mini-buy, Trevor, so we can assess what Wilson's injury will be like. Or if they want to give him another week, he can play against Miami. I'm very interested to see what um what LaFour can do up from the booth. I completely agree. It'll be very interesting to see. 
And Wilson is eligible to come back next week, right? Yes, he is. Now, will they? Do you think they will? I think if he's ready, then he should play. They're certainly not going to rush him. No, but if he's 100%, then I would play him. You would play over Mike White? Yes. See, I think there's a good amount. Of, I, I, this is not me. I, I, I agree with you. There are a good amount of Jet fans that would rather Mike White play because of the one start he had. What would you say to them? Well, I would say that then you just wasted a number two pick again. Right. Which wouldn't shock me at the Jets. Wouldn't shock me. No, but, you know, I don't think Wilson's played that bad this year. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I also, like I said, I'm very excited to see what he can do with this newer offensive style that LaFleur has over the last two weeks. I mean, yes. it's not like the Bengal defense is terrific. It's not bad, but it's not terrific. 30 points on them. 30 points against the Colts, whether it was garbage time or not. It, there's, a, there's a lot of creativity in this new offense. I think Wilson will be a, will be a very decent to good quarterback under this new, uh, I don't want to say system, but I think that uh, it's, a, it's a little something different. It's a little more modern. So I think that Wilson will do pretty well under it. I agree. I agree. Now, I said earlier, the team is going to be inconsistent. It's a bunch of young inexperienced players learning the ropes of the NFL. They're going to be inconsistent. And they have been thus far. I mean, they've only beaten playoff teams, Trevor. <laughs> they've beaten the Titans. They've beaten the Bengals. So their only two wins are against playoff teams. Uh, that's great, but inconsistent. And that's what you expect. But yeah. the defense cannot be this unreliable. It just can't happen. It's a strong suit of the team, and they need it to be their best part of the team. I agree. I agree, you know, it's, you know, it's got, it's got to get better, no question about it. Right. And Trevor, um, anything else going on in the Jets? Uh, that's it. Lo- you know, rebuilding is underway. St- still. This is, this is on 10 years now, Trevor, this rebuilding. Yes. It's, it's, it's been a cycle. But yeah. I wanted to touch on some of the other NFL news because I do think it's very important. Number one is the, uh, and we'll be there on Sunday, the, uh, the Henry Ruggs' Raiders are coming to, uh, to MetLife Stadium, and Trevor, I mean, the more and more that comes out in the story, the, the 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 weirder and scarier it gets, because this dude was going 150 miles an hour at 3 in the morning with double the amount of alcohol in his system that he should have been, and he, and he, and he, and he killed a, a woman and a dog. I mean, this is a ridiculous story. I agree, and, you know, you should face criminal charges for this. Oh, I completely agree. It's, 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 a, it's a murder, right? I mean, yeah. What I think is even crazier, and I read up, because I was very interested, I read up on it. The NFL pays, so if you're a player, you don't pay for it. The NFL pays for a car service to come pick you up at any point of the day, no questions asked, and you don't pay for it. I mean, if you are drink, I understand when you're drinking, you don't, you know, you don't have the best decision making. But that, why don't people you take advantage of this? Why would you even consider getting in a car like that? And he had a pasture with him, too, who could have gotten seriously hurt. It's just a very silly thing to say. And then Derek Carr coming out today and defending him about it, saying that he just needs to be loved right now. This is not the time to be defending him like this. It's, it's just read the room, Derek Carr. Come on. I agree. You know, you can't defend him on this. Now, he, that, that a passenger is okay, correct? Yes. I mean, did, did, you, see, did, did you see the guy show up in court with uh, in a wheelchair? Yeah, he, he got beaten up too. He could have died too. Yeah, it, it it's just terrible. Number two, Aaron Rodgers has COVID, and the weird thing about this is, and this is just from the insider, so 
you know, we don't, we, we're not first-hand sources or anything, but the insiders have been saying that he has been going around the Packers facility and practices going on as if he's been a vaccinated member. So if you didn't know, vaccinated and unvaccinated players um, have to go through different things. So one of the main things is that if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask when you're not playing. And Aaron Rodgers has not been doing that since uh, the beginning of the year. So now that he gets COVID and it comes out he's unvaccinated, every, have you seen the tape turn where they're going back and showing the tape where he says he's been immunized? Yes. So people, I guess, took that as being vaccinated, but they're a group of people, Trevor, who are angry that Aaron Rodgers, I'm using quotes, lied about this stuff to uh, to get around the, the facility without having to do anything. Well, it's definitely a touchy situation. There's no question about it. Mm. You know, you know, does he mean something different by it? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, you shouldn't definitely should not lie about that, in my opinion. Right. Like, do, do you think that he should be reprimanded for it? It's hard to say that, you know, his actions caused him to get COVID. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, should the NFL... Let me ask you this. If... I'm going to use a Giants example. If if this happened to random player, Xavier McKinney, do you think the NFL would do something about it? Uh, yes. So do you think it's because it's Aaron Rodgers they're not going to do anything about it? Well... I think I think that's a fair thing to say. That I think it's because it's Aaron Rodgers they're not going to do anything to him. You could be right, and you could be right about that. Right. And then the final one, Trevor, and this is the, the funniest one to me, is that I don't know if you saw the report. Odell Beckham Jr. will be released tomorrow. And I mean, another oh, another weird ending with an organization, and the first one having to be our Giants, but another weird ending for Odell Beckham Jr. And I can't say I'm shocked because I mean, every, everywhere this guy goes, he's going to have this issue. But, I mean, it's just a weird way to end this tenure in Cleveland, though. He never really got settled in, if you noticed. It never really worked, either. No. He didn't get... He, he, I guess he felt he didn't get the ball enough, man? I don't really know. More, more of a headache for, for the team, in my opinion. So, you're not... I, I'm taking that as you're not on the bandwagon to have him back next year. No. Really? Or, excuse me, this year? Yes. You know, they already have... They already have enough problems. They might as well bring him back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, they're already a dumpster fire. They could use another offensive weapon. They might as well bring it in for the rest of the year. I guess, but I, I wouldn't go with them. It doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound like you want them. No. So, Trevor, I think we're going to the wrong game. If we go the week after and we see Odell Beckham Jr.'s return to the Giants, that would be even cooler, don't you think? Well, I think the game is in Cleveland, isn't it? Oh, that 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 is awesome, actually. It, no, it's not in Cleveland. They have a bye week next week. I'm sorry. Then they're in Tampa Bay. They're home to the Eagles the 28th of November. That's a long time without a home game, by the way. You're going to go three weeks without a home game. And then another three weeks after that against – they only have three home games. You're right. You, this is what you would text me about yesterday. Yeah, I was saying – I'm saying that they only have three home games left, and they still haven't played the division games yet. Yeah, and they're all division games. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. I didn't really notice that. That's I was crazy. just losing the, the schedule, and I saw that. Where do you think Odell ends up, Trevor? I think he ends up with Tampa Bay. Yeah? Oh, imagine that. Imagine him and Antonio Brown on the same team. <laughs> I tell you, I think he ends up in Tampa Bay. That's some people was... some people were saying New England, but I don't know if Belichick puts up with this stuff. I don't think Belichick, that's not his style. No, it's... <laughs> tell me about it. 
Well, Trevor, the next time we will talk will be at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. But the next you time, betcha. what's up? You betcha. But the next time we will talk with a microphone will be Monday or Tuesday on this uh, very podcast show. But for now, I'm Joe Morales. That's Trevor Makowski. This has been the NTN Podcast.